0: and we are back episode two of the white lotus just dirk and matt tonight Good to know. Two of us are committed to this, Dirk.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh man, I wonder how that. Uh, I wonder how that flight's going for Neil. First of all, after his uh, travel troubles, and then I wonder when he listens to this back, uh, what he's going to be thinking about that <laughs> comment. <laughs> he's having just a terrible night, and I was getting dunked on it virtually.
0: Well, I, I had to throw a little little jab his way. Now Neil's having some, like Dirk said, some travel problems. Not nothing he could do about it. He he meant to be here, would have been here, but. Airlines, what can you do, you know? Um,
1: oh, and really quick. He is going going to um, follow up next week, I believe, right, with his um, MVP, thoughts on LBPs MVP and MVP. Yeah, because yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he has not watched the episode yet. He was going to watch it on the plane ride home and then jump right on. But um, obviously, that's not working out for him, unfortunately. So, Neil, thoughts are with you. A day in the past at this point when you hear this. <laughs> uh, we were talking before we started that we both loved this episode. I thought this episode was so good. It was so funny.
1: Like in different ways too, you know, like, and I think that's, um, from season one, that's kind of, uh, what, what captured my heart is, uh, those kind of different scenes that are just hilarious in their own way. And that it was nonstop in this
0: episode. It was so good. Now we got a lot to get through. So let's just jump in. Now, one thing you said, we were texting the other day and you said that you watched the intro this time and you thought it did give some hints. What, what stuck out to you?
1: Yeah. So uh, we kind of mentioned this last week about watching the intro and I really wasn't paying attention um, during the first episode. And so I did this time, uh, as you said, and I actually went back and watched the first episode intro um, to see if they were the same. Cause I was thinking, Oh, maybe each, each episode intro will be different and will foreshadow each episode as some uh, TV shows or some shows, I should say do that. Um, y- like, you know what I'm saying about that, right?
0: Yeah. Like game of like Thrones, some, they yeah, would show like, yeah. like the locations, or parts of the the area of westeros where that episode was yep. going to take place yeah
1: and then the other one i'm thinking of um because i binged it this year uh, was ozark how they had like at the end of the intro like the four different categories or like images like sometimes it was like a gun or whatever uh-huh. and it kind of is like when you look back at the episode it's like oh you know someone shot someone whatever whatever it was so so anyways um they are the same but there were just some some interesting, I think, tidbits, and I could just be very wrong in just wanting it to be the case, but um, a couple come to mind that I was thinking. Uh, there is a specific um, kind of in the middle, I guess, in my mind. I think maybe a specific um, way the the writers, director, all that, whoever it was, um, put the actors' names next to like an image. For example, they put it next to Theo James next to this like an old like uh, Greek or uh, whatever statue, I guess um like a naked man right and Uh the first episode of course Joseph gets naked and then um there was somebody after that who i'm blanking on but then aubrey plaza uh they had her like uh kind of like a a bird or like um pelican maybe was like attacking another bird like and like you know gonna kill it it looked like and i was thinking like aubrey plaza is like um you know she was she's not gonna take no for her she's not gonna take shit from anybody uh at least i don't think she will and so i was just thinking like okay there's tidbits there and then there was um um, kind of like they had, I don't even know how to explain it, but you know, like old drawing, I guess, looking people, I guess, throughout the intro.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And, um, uh, I noticed at one point that there's something about, um, like they're all in a bedroom. And if we remember from the first episode, um, how, you know, somebody slept with a married man. And then like later this someone, somebody was killed, like stabbed to death. Um, I don't think their head was cut off, but like it was, they're killed. And I was like, I think it's the same person. I don't know. So I'm kind of going uh, rambling a little bit, but I just think that there maybe are a few kind of uh, nods to to the storyline, to the characters, things like that.
0: I love it. I love that. I do I do like when, when shows put little hints like that in yeah. kind of innocuous locations where it's not going to give anything away. But since so many people skip the introductions, it's a little extra treat for those that do watch it.
1: Yep. And I, I remember you mentioned that last week about kind of watching for those things. And I, I had said I didn't do that and I was going to do that. So I, I admittedly, maybe am, I'm reaching here, but I like to think there's a little, yeah, a little nod. A little but
0: there's something that even if there aren't clues as to who the killer is or who the body in the water is, then it's just little points towards a person's personality or maybe a clash between a couple of characters, mm-hmm. something important, but maybe not, you know, like a big spoiler for the season in there somewhere.
1: And it's just more fun uh, watching it this way, in my opinion. So, oh yeah, I'm I've picked it up on,
0: on so many more things this episode. That, yep. like, yep. yeah, maybe it's a clue. Maybe I'm just reading yep. way too far into it. Maybe it'll mean nothing. We'll see. All right, let's just jump right into it. We'll start with the uh, what I still think is the most interesting grouping: Harper, and Ethan, Cameron, and Daphne. Um, in the beginning here, we do get a little bit of overlap with some of the characters as everyone's kind of doing their morning routine, going to breakfast, and everything. So Ethan gets up early to go for a run. It's like bro, you were on vacation. What are you doing? And I thought it was great how they had
1: um Lucia uh, walking down the stairs, like from her, like, you know, heading home uh, that early in the morning from her yep. night. Like she's like, you know, maybe didn't even sleep type of thing. And I thought that it was all, almost like relatable in a way of like, People have we've all uh, maybe been there where it's like you've had a quite a late night and there's somebody else in your life or just on the street that is up early on like a Saturday morning, let's say. There were time. They, there
0: were times the opposite. At, you know, at our at our old this would be now two places ago at when we lived had a house together out after college. One of my roommates, he was a personal trainer, so he would get up at like five in the morning to start like going mm-hmm. to work for like his clients who went in before work. And one of my other roommates, he didn't work. Until like three, four in the afternoon, because he, he taught tennis, so his a lot of his clients were later in the day, and he and he's a big sure. gamer, so he'd be gaming like throughout the entire night. His got his outer soul flipped, so he would be up when our roommate Brian was go, was going to work.
1: Yeah, and just, and like it does, yeah, it doesn't even have to be like you know partying that you're up. Yeah. It could be like this is a great example, but I just liked how um like I, I thought that was kind of like like relatable in a way of of like yeah this is this is funny how it's. People are just com- can be on completely different pages.
0: Yeah, but also like. Uh, but
1: I'm also with you. That's yeah. Very I, early. I've been working out again. I've been running in the little morning.
0: Bit. If I'm if I'm in Italy on vacation, I am. <laughs> if I'm getting up early, it's to enjoy the city and the resort, the pool, the breakfast. I'm not going for a freaking run at six a.m. or whatever or, or any time of the day. Yeah, yeah. Screw that. Screw that big time. Uh, so when he's gone, Harper joins Cameron and Daphne at breakfast, although kind of begrudgingly. Um, she's just down there.
1: Also, by the way, I think that's fair. I do think that's fair. It's early in the morning. You probably just, you know, want to read your book and look at the ocean and just relax. And then it's like, oh great. Nah, I feel I like she definitely
0: needs Ethan there as kind of a buffer. Like she does not want to spend yep. any alone time with either of these people. Yeah. And she was hopeful that she can get some alone time. But this yep. amazing resort. It's, I get that it's a TV show, but it has to be the smallest place ever. Everyone always ends up at the exact same place oh, at I, yeah. the exact same I'm, time. Uh,
1: yeah, uh, I think you nailed it. I'm going to hold off um, uh, really expanding on that, I guess, until later because I had that exact same thought later in the episode. It's like, how this is ridiculous. Like, it, it doesn't take place? away
0: from my enjoyment because – and, yeah. and I get that you need to create the conflict and the situations. But it's just it's just so funny that they're at this yeah. amazing, amazing place and and you can't yeah. get away from anybody else, even if it's your yeah. group. Or and not. I know it
1: Yep. And I and I, it's I like that because like we we're saying, it's uh, you know, the the show there's a lot of comedy in this show, and I think that's kind of part of it. And it happened in the first season a little bit too, I remember. You know, they're always just running into each other at this yeah. huge resort. <laughs> uh,
0: and and so be- before Harper join, joins joins the, the her her other friends will call him. she sees um tanya and tanya's struggling at the buffet and and she she just drops like a plastic lid oh good it wasn't glass and you see harper looking at her and you think oh she's gonna go 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 over offer to help her pick it up for her and she just kind of stares at her dumbfounded and goes and goes to her referencing the staff yeah i I think they're gonna come help you pretty soon it's just like that's perfect absolutely perfect
1: so here is the first scene of this episode that i absolutely loved first of many uh everything about this scene as you said was perfect in my opinion aubrey plaza has been phenomenal uh in her role so far throughout throughout both episodes and like you said i think that just summed up her character like incredibly well you know and the way she delivers it like she's killing it um and that was so funny but then dude <laughs> i like i cannot explain to you uh how in just enjoyable and uh, maybe at this point, I'm just laughing at everything and anything that she does. But Jennifer Coolidge, Tanya, it just kills me, man. And she's like, you know, dropping that stuff like you said. Everyone's looking at her. She's just is like, oh,
0: well, at least it's not glass. It and reminds me of then, of of oh, college when someone would drop like a fork in the calf, and everyone's go, oh, just call them out instantly.
1: Yeah. And like, uh, I just love Tanya. She's like. Um, like, she's so funny to me because, you know, she's like the waiter, the yeah, the waiter, I guess, was like helping her. But then she's like, do you have an Oreo coffee cake or whatever it was? Oreo cookie like, cake. You're just like messing everything up, Tanya, and like not wanting to like or a cookie cake for breakfast. But then it's like, you know what? I You know, what? give her some Oreo cookie cake. What's that fucking asshole? Excuse my language. I just really don't like him. Her uh, husband, who we'll get to, uh, he just bothers me and he doesn't let her eat macaroons. He doesn't let her, uh, you know, like. Eat what she wants, and you know, give her some more cake. Okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, we'll get into it when we get to the Tanya and Greg part. But this is a weird episode for me for them because they had some of the funniest moments, but they're definitely my least favorite, like storyline right now. Like I'm just least, I'm the least interested in in those two.
1: Yeah, that that for that whole rant I just went on, I just uh, like whenever they're on the screen, it just cracks me up a lot of times because of Jennifer Coolidge. But I, every time that I'm on the screen, I'm like, oh, OK, yeah, I do not care about this right now. I think that may change, though,
0: but we'll see. Yeah. So um, when when Harper joins, sits down for breakfast, Cameron is currently on the phone with so, talking about someone with their about their lost luggage. And um, and he's screaming at him, absolutely screaming. Mm-hmm. And and Harper or no, I'm sorry, can't Daphne kind of apologized to Harper saying he has a very long fuse. Then all of a sudden, he'll go crazy. I mean, he will lose it. Another one of those comments, like maybe it's just more information, insight into who that character is. Maybe it's a little foreshadowing into him losing it on another person. Again, we'll we'll see. There's so like the first episode. There's so many instances like this where mm-hmm. they want you to take note of it, either yep. as a red herring or they just throw so much shit at you that you can't you can't sift through and figure out what's legit and what's just there as a characterization um but another thing to file away that if he does you know kill somebody or beat somebody up or whatever he might do that that this is kind of where the precedent was started and and then so then harper asks daphne if, if he ever loses it on her and she says no i mean we barely ever fight i mean what is there to fight about anyway and just kind of goes back into their kind of isolated view of life that they don't watch yeah. the news. They don't pay attention to what's going on you know, outside of them. Just in their own bubble. yeah. It's just in their own bubble. Exactly. And just furthering that divide between Harper and Ethan, but specifically Harper and Cameron and Daphne, that these are just not really compatible people. And then yet they're still on this epic week-long vacation together. And then Cameron comes back and he says, incompetence. It makes me homicidal. Another... Very obvious quote to keep in the back of your head there and see if it it means anything or not. I feel like it's a little, that one's maybe a little too obvious.
1: Yeah, I think like you make a great point about the red herrings. Um, There's going to be a billion of those. We Like we know that Uh, it's just kind of great exploring those, I guess, and just guessing like we're doing, Uh, but I, I, after this episode, I'm more like. I guess confused, torn, almost, you could say with those two, Megan and, or I mean, excuse me, Daphne and um, Theo Cameron. <laughs> I'm saying the actor's names, Cameron and Daphne. Sorry. I'll get better at that as the season, <laughs> season, episodes go on, but um, Daphne and Cameron, like, like I do think Cameron, you know, is just not a great guy. I think he definitely probably has done some stuff in the past or whatever. Like if we're going to get to it. Maybe we'll kill someone, whatever it is. And Daphne kind of, like you said, is just living in her own bubble. But then at, like at times I'm like, maybe they're just like stupid and you know, they just are like oblivious to everything. And like, yeah, they're being assholes at times, but like, that's like you said, they're in their own bubble and they actually haven't done anything. Um, they've done like stuff bordering the line, I guess, Going we got naked, like we talked about, like that's, that it wasn't okay in my mind, but um, you know, it could be just another don't thing of like,
0: just being in their own bubble that he's just, just
1: being like, it's just like yeah. an idiot not even thinking, about it. I was Oh, sorry about that. Like, and I, like, and I again, like, that's not okay at all. Not saying that. Um, I definitely disagree with that, but I just think that this episode, I guess, the better way to explain it would be like, they are just doing stuff that I was like, this could really come off of them just being dumb, and uh, maybe they're just like, yeah, oblivious to the world. But that being said, I do think Cameron's a creep, so I don't know about, about that.
0: Yeah, good theory. I throw that out there. I mean, it's, it's a show that, that invites theories, so anytime right, we right, got one, yeah. it's worth talking about, and then. Ethan goes back to the room There's that breakfast. And my dude, you're in Italy with your super hot wife. He opens up Pornhub and just starts cranking it. Like, what are you doing, my guy?
1: I mean, uh, you saw where that was going right away. I I think uh, that's hilarious how they shot that scene, you know, like going back and forth between between the two. Um, And yeah, it's like, uh, I don't know. I don't I don't even know uh I guess what to say back. He just wanted some <laughs> wanted to relax or whatever he said, you know.
0: And then he will he he comes in and first of all he lies down in their bed before he takes a shower, which makes sense if you're going to take care of business. Mm-hmm. But you're just you're all like hot and sweating disgusting and you're lying in your bed. Do it somewhere else or do something cuz that that's all that's also just gross. Uh, but then Harper walks in and and Ethan instant puppy dog shame i just slammed the laptop shut if you're gonna do it and you don't think you should be doing it and you're afraid to get caught doing it why would you do it in full view of the front door
1: yeah that's what i was just gonna say to do like yeah go in the bathroom lock the door just be safe you're safer i guess if you're yeah i will say i'm glad uh that that like he was just like well, you know what? Here's what I'm doing instead of trying to be like, "Oh, hey."
0: Yeah, she just goes, "What's with the boner?" Which is a great way, to, great question. Yeah, it was to ask. hilarious. And I know, this right? Hilarious. I was jerking off. It's like, dude, once again, your wife is right there. She can't. She's not far away. And he says, "You know, you know, sometimes they get horny after I run." Nobody says that.
1: I yeah. I just I don't know. Like, I can't get a read on it on like that character. I just there's don't know some, how I There's feel something weird about because then they're like, "What's going on?" I just yeah, don't because Harper it. says.
0: Yeah you know, asks why he couldn't have just waited for her. And he goes, Oh, I didn't think you'd like morning stuff. You're not a morning person. And then she offers to help him anyway, and he still says no. And then they there's that talk later on at dinner about having kids and how they're you know they're kind of out of sync a little bit. There's something going on, obviously, between those two. And we'll see how that manifests or if that's just kind of a point of their relationship. But I do want to point out we're two episodes in and there have been two Jane off strong references i wonder if that streak's going to continue to to what sorry i think I'm Jane. Sorry, computer, just think di- different out. different phrasing jerking off because they had the, the the conversation at dinner with, oh, with uh oh. bird lb and dom in, in the premiere and now we have this moment episode mm, two yeah i wonder if we'll make it three for three yeah, next week good point point. <laughs> <laughs> and so then harper's talking to ethan about cameron and daphne's never fighting things says if you never fight your relationship's not real Ethan says that Harper always has to find something wrong with other people, other couples kind of make them deficient compared to her. Cause she feels threatened by them. And I feel like that's a fair assessment that you kind of got that feeling from her in the premiere that it's maybe a little defensive the way she acts around them. Would you say?
1: Yeah, I think, um, yeah, I mean, I could see that, but I also think it, it could be more, um, she just has her guard up because you know she doesn't, doesn't like know them at all. And, um, she doesn't really like the vibe, I guess. Uh, but with that being said, um, I know the start before she even really got to know them. Um, I guess it's a little hard to think about because maybe she has met him before, you know, but doesn't know him well type of thing. Mm-hmm. I think that because they're married, but I guess who knows. But either way, um, maybe, yeah, maybe she is just like kind of just being uh, too standoffish. I don't
0: know. Yeah. Either way, I feel like she wants to find something wrong with them. But why that is whether she's uncomfortable being rich now and being around these people or, or what the deal is. But I feel like she does mm. look for things to judge people on to make herself feel better maybe. Um, but I, I feel like this is something mm. that even if if it doesn't relate to, you know, the big death mystery or whatever, that's going to be an important part of the rest of her story on the show. Uh, but then we Do get you think to- that
1: maybe... Um, sorry, do you think that maybe she... Um, what she sees in um Cameron, Daphne's relationship, like they're clearly, you know, um, touch feely, kissing all the time, being like, Yeah, hey, we never fight, all this kind of stuff. Do you think of that in a way she um you know throughout this episode with her husband is like we don't really do a thing like any of that kind of stuff. Um and she like is missing that in her relationship with him and is jealous of them. Or am I way off do
0: you think? I think you're way on i think that's super super possible as a super good point because every time they're they're talking when they're at dinner she just looks uncomfortable and i get the impression now that it's not she's uncomfortable that they're doing it that daphne and cameron are doing acting that way but that she and ethan don't
1: mm-hmm. yeah 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 um yeah i agree and i think but i also think that like like she does have a point to a lot of it of like they, they yeah, yeah they are in their own bubble um you know like like what do you mean you just never fight like you know there's you're always gonna have you know disagreements, things like that. Like it's not always perfect, right? Um, but I think that because of like these like little points that um are fair, she kind of is uh, taking it to the next level because of exactly what you just said.
0: Mm-hmm. We'll jump to one of my favorite parts of the episode. They're talking and um Cameron just kind of blatantly asked or bluntly asked. What's it like being rich now? And they talk about how it hasn't really changed and, you know, they can help more people now. And Harper just goes, yeah, we're not really materialistic. And then Daphne absolute queen moment talks about how she just gets drunk and makes donations. Unbelievable. So <laughs> it just, good. it was perfect so timing
1: like, and like almost like knew it was coming in a way, but like, it was just perfect. It was so
0: funny that that is one of the best moments of the episode one of the best moments of the first two episodes for me um just objectively hilarious just getting toasty on some rosé and giving money away i love it um cameron swims out that's perfect to harper in the ocean kind of talks to her about not about harper not liking them she tries to assure him that she does but i don't think anybody's convinced either of those two or anyone watching the show so that's kind of the the point to watch there um let's see what, what we got next Um, So at dinner, they're talking about kids and, uh, uh, wow, Ethan and Harper are talking about how how they're trying, um, but they're not trying that much and how their schedules are off. Ethan is a morning guy. Harper is not. By the time Ethan gets home from work, he's just exhausted and beat. And again, just another example of something not quite being there in their relationship or there's something that's happening between them that they haven't haven't kind of put out in the open for the audience yet but they're like once again it's another thing that there's there's something not quite right there
1: yeah yeah something's coming out of here at some point they're they're setting that up uh yeah there, there's something coming out and it's just as like 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 we're saying you just don't know what it is it's very uh just like vague but something's coming
0: yeah 100 percent 100 percent and then we do hear um from Cameron and Daphne, that Daphne's last pregnancy was an emergency C-section that apparently was very close to to killing her. And you do see some real emotion from, from Cameron towards his mm. wife. And you there is real love there. And they're doing a great yeah. job. And they, I mean, like Mike White, the, the show production, all of that, of contrasting these two couples and how they, they very well both may have very strong relationships and strong foundations, but they express themselves in like the complete opposite ways. And I really like the juxtaposition between how these two couples are operating right around each other.
1: Yeah. I really, really enjoyed that scene actually. Um, like you said, cause it actually was probably the first time, at least for me that I really felt that, yeah, there's, there's some true emotion, like some love, all like I shouldn't say love, but like that it's all real. Like this is a real, that was a real scene um, from them. And I, I enjoyed that. And I think uh, clearly, um, um, Albert Plaza, like like, Harper was definitely taking that in, I think, too.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, They get back to their rooms after dinner, and Harper tries to make a little something something happen with Ethan, and he says he's kind of beat. Once again, mm-hmm. Italy with your hot wife, what are you doing, guy? Just another, nothing really to expand on, but something just kind of, once yep. again, make note of that they're not quite in sync. Even if they are happy and in love, there's something that they're not quite lining up on.
1: Yep, yep. Agreed.
0: All right. Anything on the foursome before we move on to the next next grouping here?
1: No, all good. Um, I'm, I'm excited to see where the storyline line goes as well.
0: Yeah, this is still my my favorite storyline of the of yep. the season so far. Yeah, Easily for me. Yeah. And next up, we've got Bert, Dom, LB, and Portia with them this week. Um, so Bert and Dom. So Portia, um, she's she sees uh what's her face, Tanya. At breakfast, and just kind of walks away um, to kind of. But I th- you you I think Greg Greg spotted her, um, but she joins LB who once again everyone's at the same place at the same time, whatever. Um. So they're they're talking, they're continuing their little connection, and then Bert and Dom eventually join them, and Bert just goes right into it, talks to <laughs> talks to Dom about doesn't understand why Abby Dom's estranged wife didn't come. Why would she miss a once in a lifetime family trip to Italy like this? And Dom says like I. I Definitely explain to you why she's not here. And Bert, either he doesn't cognitively understand, like there's more affecting him, Alzheimer's, just old age, whatever it might be. Yeah, sure. Or he's just a prick. And I'm inclined to believe it's a little bit of both the way he acts later on the episode. Yeah, I'm with that him. There's some, yep. some sense of, of each there. Doesn't think that Abby should go ahead with the divorce. He offers to call Abby to explain it to her. Like, it's just those kind of things. It's like, is he fully understanding what he's saying and suggesting? I think it's, again, I think he probably kind of does, but he doesn't fully understand how bad it is.
1: Yeah, I do. I agree. I think it is a little bit of both. Um, I think towards the end of the episode, as you alluded to, uh, you you see a little bit more of like, well, he maybe does um, or or he actually does, you know, know or smarter than he kind of leads on maybe with what's going on around him, I mean. Um, But then, as well, he makes his own, you know, little dumb jokes or whatever all the time. (laughs) There's inappropriate jokes, I should say.
0: He didn't fart this week. Well, maybe,
1: I don't know. Yeah, 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 stuff like that. It's like, he didn't do that. Um, I don't know. It's a little bit of both, I think. And um, I will say, Bert is, uh, even though he is quite inappropriate at times, I think that he, like, his character is killing me as well. Some of those scenes were hilarious with him.
0: Yeah, the one we'll get to is is incredible. Right, right. Um, so Bert invites Portia. They're going on a, on a walk to the Greek theater. She gets the, needs a little convincing, but but she agrees to go along with them. And as they're leaving, they're walking there. Dom sees Lucia and Mia as they leave the hotel, and he he takes them to the hotel to talk to Valentina. Um, she obviously been giving them a hard time, not letting them in. Convinces Valentina to get put them on his room, Lucia on his room, Mia on um, his dad's. For a little convincing, and that's about it tells them charge some food a little vino but don't go crazy which they kind of do but kind of don't oh they went crazy we'll, we'll get to we'll get to their part in a little maybe bit Maybe not
1: that crazy budget yeah.
0: kind of sets the stage for them going crazy maybe a little later on um and there's a, there was a lot more kind of crossover of, sto- of storylines this this week um so there'll be a little bit of back and forth as we kind of go through this just with different people interacting or crossing paths here and there um so then they go off to the Greek theater, and Bert calls Portia Kara, which is Dom's daughter's name. He whines about Kara not being on the trip with him because he, he wanted her there. It's another instance of kind of imposing his his will and opinions on people where it's maybe not the best time for it. And then Bert, it's Bert's story time. And this, this was wild, just the way he just said it out of nowhere. Just goes, it's crazy to think that. That Hades raped Persephone right here. It's like, okay, guy. And talks about how Hades was that was then forgiven. Forgiven after all that, even after he did that. And he goes, whatever you've done to, uh, to Dom, whatever you've done can't be as bad as that. As Hades and the raping. It's like, dude, look, if it's just your son, sure. But your grandson is there. Some random person that your, son's, your grandson's known for 16 hours is right there. Have have a little awareness of the situation.
1: I could not believe my ears when you started talking about that, that story. I'm like, what, where did that come from? And, um, yeah, I mean, it's like, I guess it's like, that's, that's his character. It's just so out of left field. <laughs> and like you said, it's like to tie it back in with, um, you know, yeah, you, you couldn't have done anything worse than that. I'm like, wait, what are you bringing this back to your son now and his marriage and what and what he's done? I don't know. That was just like, that was just wild to me. So yeah. Um, when you compare, yeah, I
0: just, uh, when you compare yeah, yeah, anything to the hard R, like, yeah, most people are never going to have done something as bad as that, but it's still like, if, if that's the bar you're setting. I hope everyone's going to clear that bar. That's a very, very low bar to clear for, for what? 99% of people on the planet.
1: <laughs> it was unbelievable. That was the, That's where he brought it back to. <laughs>
0: So after the Greek theater, uh, we get to the dinner scene with Bert, Dom, and LB and Portia, Albion, and Portia go on a little date together, which is which is very nice. They have a great little little moment together. Um, they they see Portia and Greg once again, and 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 I'm seeing sorry they seen Greg and Tanya again, and Portia freaks out again because um, Portia or Tanya gives her the dirty look again. This restaurant isn't even on, at the hotel, and they still go to the same place.
1: That's That was the scene I was referring to earlier that absolutely killed me. I'm like, all right, like, this is just too obvious. Uh, obviously like ridiculously funny or like, ridiculous how funny and dumb that, that is that like any restaurant in all of Sicily. And yeah, like you said, not even at the hotel. They took a Vespa ride there, man. It's not even close to the hotel.
0: Yeah, Greg. <laughs> the Vespa ride killed me. Portia and, uh, and Albie could walk there and, yeah, and yeah. Greg and Tanya are cruising on a Vespa and they still end up at the same place
1: yeah we'll get to that but um it, it uh yeah it was just hilarious uh, you just gotta lean into it i feel like at this point
0: yeah yeah again again i i don't care it doesn't affect my enjoyment yeah, yeah. at all this is, it's just, that was it's, so just funny. it's just hilarious to think about they're in freaking italy in sicily and they just they can't help ending up at the same exact place any at any random time of day. It's incredible.
1: I will say, like, uh, every time this happens, and Jennifer Coolidge, you know, uh, Tanya looks over at like Portia, her facial expressions absolutely kill me every single
0: time. Incredible stuff. Uh, so so LB and Portia are are talking there. And and LB tells Portia about his dad's serial cheating that, you know, he, he got caught again, um, and Alby says he's a, you know, quote unquote, nice guy. Tries to be the peacekeeper of the family. Doesn't want to end up like his dad. He's and Portia asks him kind of who he looks for in a relationship. He says, "I seem to be attracted to pretty wounded birds," which is a very weird phrasing. And I I feel like with the, I'm a nice guy. I'm the peacekeeper. Don't want to be my dad. I'm attracted to you know wounded people. I feel like there's could be setting him up to be not the nice guy he paints himself as, or he could just be mm. he's a nice guy in a family of scumbags.
1: It's a very interesting thought because at one point I did say um, that that he, like, from the first scene of the first episode when we saw him to now, like halfway through the second episode, he just, like, seems, you know, like, cooler or just like more chill and uh i don't know it's like he seems like even just looks older and i think yeah maybe they are like kind of slowly making him into yeah maybe not that that may be a good guess of um you know where they're gonna go out of like out of the blue you know there's no other like red herrings type of thing and it's like he is not a good guy
0: very good thought i did not really
1: uh, put that together
0: we'll see um they have a a nice dinner there's clearly a connection there they they go back to the hotel And they go to Portia's room and LB asks if he can kiss her goodnight. Very gentlemanly thing to do. They kiss. Leave it at that. LB goes, says hang out tomorrow. And Portia, it seemed like she either wanted it to go further or would have gone further if LB had initiated more. But she does Mm -hmm. seem taken, a little smitten by, by LB, though.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And then, and then you kind of wonder what we were just talking about with LB. Maybe he is just, you know, kind of like an awkward shy guy in the end.
0: Yeah. And I think, I think, I think there's groundwork for either one that they're kind of setting, setting him up for the fall and kind of the the bait and switch for the audience, or he is just a good guy.
1: Yeah. I think a lot of uh, potential interesting storylines reside in this family and LB uh, could go a lot of different ways, I think.
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh, for the, the Bert and Dom dinner, we don't get a lot from them, but we do get Bert. I mean, just he's just a scumbag. He says that Dom's mistake wasn't cheating. It was being sloppy. That's what's unforgivable.
1: Yep. And that's uh what I was what I was saying earlier when you know, all of a sudden he just, the tone of his voice even just switches in that scene. And it's like, it's like the mistake was being sloppy. Like, and he's like, a man's going to do what a man's going to do or whatever that phrase was that he used, you know? Yeah. And like satisfy his needs or something. And he's like, but you're, you're sloppy about it. You can't be like dumb about it. And it's like, all right. So yeah, maybe he does really, uh, you know, he, he isn't letting on as much as, uh, you know, he could, I guess. Yeah, Everyone and else. and
0: Dom, Dom tells Bert that you know you weren't so discreet with your own affairs, so it's yep, yep. clearly uh, a family tradition. Unfortunately, it seems like, um, and that was kind of the end of, of their dinner. Um, so we get to Tanya and Greg back to to breakfast, and Tanya wakes up. Greg's acting all weird. She asks if he's all right. He says he's fine. He just gets up and leaves, and we kind of see you know, later on what that was about. But Greg is just kind of a a dick. Um. Really, only way to put I hate him him. Him this point.
1: I hate <laughs> point. I truly like. I'm he's he's, such, a, he's such a tool. Him. He's such a tool. He's the worst man. He is the worst, which I guess shows like, you know, the characters cast very well and it's going probably as planned, but he yep. drives me nuts.
0: Yep, 100%. Um, so they get their breakfast and this is just an incredible line. Jennifer Coolidge goes, This is such a beautiful view. I wonder if anyone's ever jumped from here.
1: I'm like, once again, what is what was just said Like, <laughs> what are we talking about out of left field and i think that just kind of shows her character in a way of like you know she just says what's ever on her mind not thinking about offending anybody not thinking about like anything else <laughs> she just says whatever it is
0: yeah yeah just no filter one of one of the better lines of the season so far it it's just just incredible. Uh, so they're they're having breakfast, and and Tanya wants to have you know a fantasy day, a perfect Italy day. She wants to dress like Monica Vita, Vitti, which is a, an Italian actress who I was not familiar with, but apparently she's super famous. Um, go same, on a same. go on a Vespa ride, go to a romantic spot by the sea at sunset, drinking, eating, and so they they rent a Vespa, much to Valentina's despair. <laughs> she knows how just dumb these two are. Is very. nice in- good question? Yeah.
1: Do you like Valentina? What do you think about her?
0: I liked her a lot more this episode because of what yep. happens here. Yep. So- <laughs> okay. I
1: was thinking you might be on the same page. I cannot agree more with that. She I didn't was, dislike her. I think her she may, Dude, she may start uh, really, you know, cracking us up, coming, coming. Yeah. Like coming she's up got that kind that of line.
0: like dry, dry humor, that kind of, you know, quick, quick wit, like one-liners. Yeah. Because she's so Tanya's dressed in all pink and she's. Talking to Valentina, like, oh, who do I look like? She just goes, Peppa Pig.
1: And the way she says it, and Donnie is like, oh, I wanted to look like Monica V. She goes, oh, Monica
0: V. She goes, she's dead, but but okay. Yeah. yeah.
1: She's like, but yeah, okay. That was that was perfect. Every, every, like from, from both characters, um, their delivery. I mean, that was perfect. I love that scene so much. And uh, yes. again, like, Peppa Pig, wait, what?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not convinced Valentina would even know who Peppa Pig is. But I appreciate the reference anyway. So funny.
1: That was so that good. Was great.
0: So, so Greg's driving on the Vespa, clearly has no idea what he's doing. And this entire Vespa ride was just sending me. It was incredible. <laughs> they're, they're jerking all over the place. Tanya swells a bug and starts coughing and like shaking the Vespa.
1: It, yeah. It's, it's like, uh, and I love how it kind of starts off in this, like, um, the the way they shot the scene of like overhead sort of, and like just the road and these like trees It just was like a gorgeous scenery. And then yeah, you have Tanya Tanya on the back choking on a bug. (laughs) Just so ridiculous.
0: Gripping too tight on Greg where he, (laughs) he can't take it. I mean, it's, it goes as well or as poorly as you'd expect it to go with those two, which is, which is perfect. I loved it. um So they're, they're at dinner and Tanya thanks Greg for kind of making her Italian dream come true, which is hilarious because it did not seem like a very good day. But, but she still enjoyed it. So good for her. And and Greg says, I wanted you to have a perfect day before I told you the news. I have to fly to Denver tomorrow. Work emergency. They're trying to slash their budget. And and Tanya's furious, um, asking why he can't, can't just quit his job. And he says he can't afford to quit. And then he says the line that every wife wants to hear. What if we don't work out?
1: Yep. And uh, I think that line and then leading into, if you don't mind me uh, saying it, i'm sure you probably were going to bring it up but uh that just leads into like you made me sign a prenup you know what if we don't work out and and he's saying that and like right then and there it's like okay yeah this dude sucks like we uh, this is a uh, you know a route that we didn't know it was going to take i guess in the first season maybe uh but it sure is is starting to become become um like un- like i'm starting to understand his character i guess a little bit more and uh
0: yeah. Okay, so here, here's it's, my. Thing he has some ulterior
1: motives, I think.
0: Yeah, here's my thing with that. He says that he couldn't, he can't afford to quit his job. But in season one, he went to the White Lotus on his own, and these are supposed to be super nice, fancy five star hotels. Yep. yep. So he's, he's not like poor by any means. He I think that's just a very, fake story. Yeah, he seems to be very comfortable, and that yeah, maybe he's not half a billion dollars wealthy like Tanya is. But I get the impression, and again, I don't know what he does. He's like land management, something or other. Which yeah, for my she just like rattled you, that you was could hilarious. Make a, actually, there's a lot of money in that if you, if you're yeah high up. Did nobody. you like
1: that though? When uh, Tanya like rattles, can't you just quit your like land management job or whatever it was? <laughs> <She> <laughs> just rattles land, off this like yeah. random ass title. Like, yeah. I mean maybe I was right, and I'm an idiot. But uh, I think she... didn't she just like like yeah
0: random? I think awesome it was the way she said it. Like, like, yeah, yeah, yeah okay, anyway, uh, so. Jennifer Coolidge's like tone of voice, it just inherently makes most things she says funnier I think is what it yeah, is Yeah,
1: so hilarious yeah but yeah so I I don't know I I just think that they're they're especially like, um the end of kind of the, the the episode which I know you'll you'll get to I just think there's something else there's an ulterior motive here um and clearly he's pissed that he's not or that he had a son of bring I mean it's not you know there, there's something going on
0: yeah so so Tanya freaks out and leaves um and then when they get back to the hotel Greg is on the phone and the way this scene was cut, I couldn't tell if we were supposed to think Tanya could hear him or not. I don't think she could, but it was very unclear on how how it was filmed. And and Greg started the conversation on the phone. Says, "Yeah, she's clueless as usual. I'll be home mm-hmm. tomorrow. Give you a call when I get in. Yeah, I love you too." So the question there is: Is an affair too obvious?
1: Yeah. Like, like it does seem like it could be too obvious. um. But yeah. I mean, I'm thinking even like, maybe he just has a whole other family and they're, you know, somehow they're connected to Tanya and there's like an, again, an ulterior motive because like you said, an affair might just be too obvious. Uh, and just to go back to what, what you had mentioned here a second ago, um, I don't think she did hear him. But I think this—that was like the final straw. Of, she's like, something's going on. Yeah, you know, that, she caught him in the first episode too. So I think we're gonna. She's gonna like dig, start digging. I think, and I, and I hope that Portia starts like helping her dig because I think they could be really great together.
0: I think they'd be hilarious together. Yeah, I really yep. hope it's going that route. Yeah, because Tanya would would drive Portia crazy, but Portia does feel some draw to helping her because she sees what a mess she is and her life is. Yep. Um. So she'd want to help if Tanya really asked for it and needed it, but it mm-hmm. would drive Portia insane. But yeah, I, I'd agree that I don't think Tanya heard it, but she knows that something is up. Um, so I think for me, there's a few things. The the affair is the, is the obvious one, but I do think it might be too obvious. The, the next one could be, since he made a point of mentioning the prenup and you know I can't afford to quit all that, maybe he's planning some scheme to get her money. Yeah, that, right, right, right. That there's something there, or mm-hmm. yep. do you think there's any chance that he's planning some sort of happy surprise for her, and he's talking to like a parent or a sibling, and that he's leaving early, that when Tanya gets home, there's gonna be some big like party or something waiting for her. Do you think there's any chance of that being a huge you know twist on his douchebaggery, and that's what's happening?
1: Wow. I'm gonna big apology, uh, if that's where that goes. I, I I don't I, I, I don't I think, think that is zero percent chance. I don't think, I think so either. I think I think it's I think no I, don't,
0: way. I think it's a non-zero. I don't even consider that. I think yeah. it's a non-zero. Yeah. But because the way this show likes to just toy with you and right, throw yeah. throw little wow. breadcrumbs out there, play with your expectations, go in the completely other direction. You and I
1: are gonna to have to like buy a present or something if if you get this,
0: if you get that prediction right. I'm I'm not predicting it now. And yeah, I guess I'm predictions are the
1: wrong word, but if you just like because that, that happens ha- predicting I think it, really I hope it doesn't buy you happen
0: because then I would have missed out on the prediction. But yeah, I I just think there's
1: I don't know that's such an interesting thought.
0: It, I would love. I if don't it think was. it's <laughs> I don't think it is either. But I'd love it if yeah. it was because it'd be so unexpected. Um, but that's how the episode ends. Mm. Um, so that moves us on to, oh buddy, Lucia and Mia. We we are collectively, I think, in love. Is is what the <laughs> the general consensus is
1: yeah i would i would absolutely agree and i think that um uh like the big thing is the the, like how she play her character i should say in general like how she it's just like going throughout every scene and how she talks to every um kind of different character or different person in in the hotel and and i don't know it's i just think that there's a lot to her she's a good person and has probably been through a lot in life or at the very least wasn't um you know uh you know born with like a uh born on third base or like any of those things you know like she, she's not as bad a...
0: as oh wait 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 a minute <laughs> isn't that
1: is, a thing maybe not
0: Born on third base a
1: yeah i thought it's like uh that's like you know you didn't or what's isn't it like um like you didn't hit the triple triple you were you were born on third base or something like that maybe not wow that would be crazy if i just made that up or if uh that like makes no sense but i thought i, I thought i've heard that before born on they're like with base. a silver
0: spoon you know what i mean that that's when I was thinking of. That's yeah. what I thought. You were I should have went about. with that
1: one. What, what am I doing?
0: <laughs> Let's see. Born on third base, according to Urban Dictionary, a term coined by the great Barry Switzer, who I'm not sure who that is, to describe someone who was born with a silver spoon in their mouth but has an arrogance and thinks their standing in life is because of their own doing. That's from 2008. So, so did I get it right? I, I suppose I I stand corrected. <laughs> I never heard that phrase, but I guess it has, has existed for at least 14 years. I don't know where, I, I guess I heard that before, but I've heard yeah, Silver I Spoon I... countless yeah, times. Yeah. I just I've should never, anyways... I've never heard Born on Third Base. <laughs>
1: That's hilarious. Um, yeah, I'm glad I didn't make that up, I guess. I'm not going <laughs> crazy. But anyways, yeah, it just seems like, you know, she, you know, you're looking at that, like Bert and his son and I you know, and, his, and LB and, you know, it's like, you know, Tanya too. It's like, she's just was born into wealth and all that. Right. And so I think that's an interesting, uh, or this could become a very interesting way of looking at that versus Lucia, who I guess we don't know, but it seems like um, she, she wasn't, you know, born into anything like that. And has had a fend for herself type of thing. And I think she plays the character very, very well. And there's a lot to her. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I think it's going to be very fun to see where Lucia and Mia, this whole situation with them goes. And I would love to hear your thoughts on it.
0: Um. Yep. Love Lucia. She is, like you said, like the the energy and just kind of the, the, the pep and the, just the attitude and everything, the way she cares herself is just like infectious. Yep. And yes, she's absolutely gorgeous, which never hurts, but the personality is just incredible. Mm -hmm. She just could win anybody over except for Valentina. Though she's trying, she's trying real hard. I think
1: that, I think they're going to, I don't know. I think she's going to win her over. I think they're going to be, they're going to work together somehow.
0: I would love it. I would love that. Um. So, 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 so Lucia and Mia are kind of talking. Mia asks her about Dom. Um, Lucia says she's going to be his girlfriend for the week. Um. So she's got some nice, nice money coming in for the next five or six days. Good for her. Um. Then after, so after they get on on Dom's room, they go buy some clothes, some nice fancy clothes. Okay, and she yeah, goes, and then she goes, ah, it's fine. He, he's rich. He won't care.
1: Yeah, I, I'm wondering how much how much they spent in the end.
0: Because I mean, they what had each? He had a, a bag each, and I, I know like one piece of clothing can cost a crap ton of money, but it didn't seem like they went overboard on it. Yeah, yeah. And they and they do kind of hold all the cards now, because they are in Dom's room. They they know he's married. They know what they're doing is illegal, so mm. they could do kind of a mutually assured destruction or. They could just kind of screw over Dom, so they do probably have a little bit of power in that situation. Yeah, they can kind of start. They can kind of milk Dom if they want for for. I don't think they're gonna go and take complete advantage of him, but when he says you know some food and wine, don't go crazy. I think they're gonna they're gonna try to find that line.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree. Like that, that was a good way of showing it in this episode. Um, also, can we get a little uh chuckle at at uh Bert? As we talked about, saying uh, you're just being sloppy, you're being dumb, and as you just mentioned, yeah, Dom has Lucia uh, and Mia now on his like room, so you know that's uh, probably going to be seen by his wife or something at some point. I would imagine like that's going to get out. I bet that that they're on his room. It's like the three of them together.
0: Well, I don't think and... it would be. It wouldn't show up on the bill because the the room is set up for two people, so there'd be no additional charge or note on like that part of the reservation they're mm. just on the on the room for the hotels record so i don't so i don't think his wife um, will see it but it's a I very good point built, yeah and i think it's a very good point that valentina like, whether whether she knows definitively or just one of those things that you know because mm. you know it she knows what they're doing and she knows now yeah. that, that dom is involved in it and yep. That can very easily get out. It seems it seems like Rocco is kind of a gossip, maybe. And so Yeah. You know, he's always talking to the other employees. Valentina's always getting on him for not doing his work. Um, we haven't seen a lot from Rocco, but it's usually being yelled at for Val- by Valentina for not working. So that could get around. And then, you know, how that affects Dom in a group or an area where he doesn't know anybody, we'll see. Yeah. Um, but it is something to note now that he's directly connected to 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 those yes. two girls.
1: Yeah. That's, that's, yeah. A, that's
0: a good 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 spot. Good thing to to good connection there with the uh, with Bert's admin admonishing of him would being sloppy because now he's being sloppy again. Um yep. And so Lucia and Mia go back to the hotel and they're getting ready for dinner and Lucia tells Mia they have to do a threesome tonight with Dom. And Mia says it's because they now owe him and like we talked about last week and Lucia's kind of not, like, dragging Mia along, but just kind of seducing her into it. Because when they get to Dom's room later, Mia's, like, very into it, it looks like.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I, Yeah. I guess I don't know where it's going to go. It's a, it's a good thing to, like, kind of think about and, and, I guess, watch in the future here.
0: Yep. Um, so they... Well, actually, i m- skip one part. They go back to the hotel bar, and Giuseppe is back, the guy that Mia... They were drinking his face, and she she goes up to him. She tells him he's not. She's not a prostitute. She's a singer like him, and convinces him to let her play the piano and sing. And she's actually pretty good. and And I was watching Lucia, and Lucia looked kind of like moved. I thought by the performance. Now I'm assuming being good friends, mm-hmm. she would know her Mia's talent level. But I I thought this was maybe going to give her mm-hmm. second thoughts about kind of dragging Mia along onto. This week long adventure, if you will, that maybe she'd feel bad about it because yeah. Mia's got these other aspirations. But then it just kind of went by the wayside. Maybe it'll come back, you know, down the road. But for this episode, it kind of came and went.
1: Yeah, yeah. She seemed uh, genuinely very happy afterwards. You now she's like, let's cheers and celebrate. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I hope uh, everything's all good with them though. And yeah. uh, you know, she does uh, isn't surprised by anything else
0: yeah so then um finish up their storyline they go to to dom's room dom tries to get out of it for the night says he's having a guilty conscience he's not Mm. feeling great about it he says he's got an issue with sexual addiction and compulsion he wants to get his act together and get his life back in order he's gonna stop this and then lucia says oh but i brought i brought mia here too and she wants to thank you as well and and dom's done he invites them both in They start drinking they get into little mini pool in the room which is just sick that was yeah. that thing was so sweet
1: yeah that like that tripped me out for a second i was like wait where are they and then it's like oh on the like outside the room because it's, like, it's not like whatever. I've
0: i've seen you know hot tubs in in hotel bathroom before things like that yeah. i've never seen just an in-ground mini pool in a hotel that yeah. was that that thing is it was awesome super jealous
1: yeah i wonder if that was even just like dom as money like he this is the room you know this yeah. room like I don't know that's crazy
0: but another thing which we mentioned in the premiere with um, Daphne and, and Harper or Daphne and Cameron and Ethan and Harper how thin the walls are here they start playing music and Bert in his room yeah, can hear everything that's going on why does this amazing hotel have such crappy like
1: such sound design point. in their
0: rooms such a good point
1: I was at a hotel for a work conference a week ago uh, it was great man there's the, the most quiet hotel I've ever been. The walls are incredible. And you're telling me a white Lotus can't beat like, uh, I don't even know where I was staying, but you know, wherever <laughs> I was staying, <laughs> best Western I have, whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. just, no, a just regular hotel. Was. Yeah. Normal hotel. Um, like a white Lotus. Like, like you said, is this like up on a cliff? Like you got to drive up there from the ocean. Like this is what you got paper thin walls. I go nuts. You think like, Tanya would be going nuts.
0: <laughs> I, I wonder if, if there's going to be something, that someone overhears Damn. like they're setting up that you can hear everything yep. from you know a, really a room close to another room that someone's going to hear something or whatever it might be that's going to set some series of events in motion which yep. otherwise it's just kind of it's kind of lazy to have this be the way you know Bert hears about this yep but we'll see what it sets up. And one thing Bert was watching a movie. I'm upset with myself. It was either Godfather or Godfather Part Two. I'm not sure. I hate myself for not knowing. Wow, well, um, it was Godfather, bro. But the, the I'm just kidding. I made that up. I don't know if it was or wasn't. The, the line that they that they, that they that they that they focus on is um, in Sicily, women are more dangerous than machine. I think it's machine guns, but some sort of weapon. Yeah, mm-hmm. and maybe it's just an in innocuous line again to kind of. Mm. Perk our ears mm-hmm. up! But, wow, good catch. But could that be leading towards if there is a murderer? Yeah, totally. could it be a woman? Could it be Lucia or Mia since they're in Sicily, or just the fact that you're in Sicily, a woman's more dangerous. That's going to be Portia or Tanya or Daphne or Harper or somebody else.
1: Well, I, that's now leading me back to uh, what, what we talked about a lot last episode the the old story, old legend, whatever you know, we want to call it. Um, the, the sicilian woman sleeping with a married man you know mm-hmm. like that like you're saying if, if uh i mean that's yeah i definitely agree that that's uh it, there's starting to be too many connections like that um you know i think it's gonna go yeah something with lucia and dom i think i think there's prediction season i there's, don't remember that they're that setting so up
0: weird. lucia to be so likable
1: yeah, I, yeah, and, uh, man. But I do love her. Like, I hope, I hope she's good in the end. I really want her to not like. If she kills Dom, you know, it's like maybe because he tried to kill her. Whatever it is, there's gonna be something going on for sure.
0: I, I think, my, my thought would be, is, that's the end of the episode. So we kind of wrap up with final random thoughts and whatnot. I would think, I don't think Lucia is gonna die because I think I it'd think be, so I think it'd be way too. of stereotypical to have the prostitute die Hmm. i I think she's
1: going to be the hero or the villain
0: i would i would love her to be the hero um but one thing i was i was trying to think of is and not that it's going to be a one-to-one comparison to season one but in the in the first season with armin and shane they kind of set up their battle if you will they were had a very contentious relationship that was just kind of building and building and building over the course of the season. There's Mm -hmm. not really anything that I'm feeling quite that way about yet. Like kind of Harper and Cameron, maybe Mm -hmm. there's something there under the surface with Ethan and Cameron, but there's nothing like Shane and Armin. We're like, Oh, these two are going to butt heads the entire time. Are you seeing anything different?
1: Yeah, no, I think um, that's interesting. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I think Shane... Uh, while I gather my thoughts on that, I did want to mention one thing about him, Shane and Daphne. I think that they... Um, Cameron and Daphne? Or no, do Yeah, excuse me. Cameron and Daphne. I think that they maybe are like swingers and they're just trying to like butter up uh, those two. Mm. Because in the ocean... Like, that was weird, first of all. You just go, like, whatever. And it's like, oh, I'm being playful and stuff. He's like, I want you to like me. I want you to like both of us. And then he's like, yeah, good. I don't know. I got weird vibes from that. And I'm like, maybe he's like a swinger or something. That's an interesting thought. And then it's like, you know, they're showing I, I wouldn't this be episode surprised. about, they're showing this episode, like Harper, you know, she's like kind of trying to, like you said, get stuff going a couple different times and it doesn't really work. So there's no like spark. And I don't know. I was like, man, maybe I'm gonna go do something about that. I just want to throw that out there.
0: I I did not make that connection, but I I would not be surprised if that actually ends up being the case. I think there's really good evidence through two episodes that that could be where they're where they're headed. I think, I th- and then then you've got you know jilted lovers or jealous husbands and wives, something like that, where it could lead to to a murder or death, even accidental. They get into a fight on some cliff or the place where Tanya thought maybe people have jumped there because it's so beautiful. Maybe someone falls off that cliff. I, I didn't clock where that was in relation to the ocean. That could, that could be Man, of, if not jumping, yeah. but someone falling.
1: Yeah, that's such a good point. Um, hmm. That's going to definitely come back and deploy. You're definitely going to be right about that. That's a very good catch.
0: All right. So I think we can jump into our MVP LVPs and, and deaths here. Um, MVP, I'm going to go a little silly this week. I'm going Daphne, my MVP, for the sole reason of her drunk charity. Like that. I love this pick. That part, I was cracking up at that so hard. I'm not sure how many chances I'll have to give her an MVP point this season. Maybe I'll be surprised, but I've got to go with that. That that was too good. I was loving that. Uh, my LVP. This was actually tough because a lot of people sucked this episode. (laughs) Yeah,
1: I had I had such such a hard time with this too.
0: Like Greg, Greg's a piece of shit. Ethan is kind of a (laughs) is kind of a a a downer. Dom continues to be terrible. Um, (laughs) Yeah, but I'm gonna I'm going with Bert because okay okay he went from like pretty solid if kind of socially not quite there in the premiere. To like, oh, this dude's also a scumbag, uh, in in this episode, and just c- talking, you know, very inappropriately to his son about very personal family topics in front of his grandson, this person they barely know, saying that it's okay to cheat, just you know, don't be sloppy with it. Like Bert's kind of Bert's kind of a scumbag. I'm I'm gonna give him yep. my my LVP. Who do you have this week?
1: Yeah, I like where you went with that. Um, and that's a good point. I mean, yeah, Bert what was as we're saying. He's kind of, kind of um, not maybe as like an old senile guy as we were thinking. He's like, he's going crazy this week. Um, so I like that. And um, yeah, MVP, uh, yeah, I, I like the silly route. Um, so I'm going to go uh, for my MVP, uh, Valentina. I loved her this episode. And I think that they're starting to, um, or I think that there's a lot of potential uh, with her moving forward. And I, I hope that, because, you know, you know, in season one, like the I'm blanking on his name now. I can't believe I'm blanking on his name. Armin. What's his name? The yeah yeah Armand. Thank you. Like they like he was hilarious, and I think that they're gonna maybe start uh, going that route with her. It seemed like it, at least, and I really really enjoyed that. I thought Peppa Peppa Pig. <laughs> that was so that was wild. I was not expecting that, and just how like Tanya took that. <laughs> I thought that whole scene was unbelievable. So that was my MVP. Uh, LVP uh, as 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 you mentioned um, uh, a little bit. It's Greg. I just hate that guy, man. I hate him so much. I hate, I hate him. I just hate him. And I uh, I think a part of that as I thought about this more for my LVP LVP because as you said there were so many options. Um Greg just like everything about him so far this season has just been like he's a downer, like there's something else going on with him and it's like it's just like I'm like oh, get him off the screen. <laughs> like I just don't like him so far this season. What do you think?
0: I yeah, he he's he's he sucks. He yeah, absolutely okay. sucks. Yeah. yeah. Like, like he's funny I mean, at times but, but... but he's yeah, he's a, he's an asshole and I I hope I know I had the out there theory of maybe he's trying to surprise Tanya with something nice. I hope that's not the case. I was trying to, trying to spitball something kind of out of left field. I hope he's just a complete dick the whole time and he sees his comeuppance at the end of the season if not sooner. Um but I I I think he would have been too easy to give the MVP, LVP to, um, at least for me, because I, I feel yeah. like there are other people who
1: are yes, less obvious
0: that I want to kind of spread the love to, if you will, or spread the hate to, if you will.
1: Yeah, I agree. And to be honest, I kind of what you, you had said too, I don't want to, uh, like, I just don't like him so far. And I'm like, I don't want to just, uh, like, I, I want, I'm going to use the LVP on that dude. So at some point I know it and I just want to <laughs> do it right now because he just Fair was up. annoying to me the whole episode. And I'm like, all right, now I'm going to kind of, I think, um, well, we'll see how the episodes go, but look at it a little bit different way. I just needed to just get that off my chest, I think. He was just bothering me the whole time.
0: Nope, fair enough. All right, um, my death pick for the body in the water, I'm sticking with LB, though, yep. less confidently, mostly because I didn't see anything this week myself mm-hmm. that was going to sway me to switch that. Um, But... I honestly don't even know where to go with this. So LB was my first pick. I'm going to stick with it till I see a reason to change.
1: Yeah, no, that's exactly how I feel. I'm sticking with Dom. Um, it, it, yeah, you pretty much nailed it for me too. I, I just think, um, from what I saw this episode, it's pretty similar to the first episode. I think he maybe, maybe he will, um, for, for this, the week that he's there kind of change and start to be a nice person. I, I mean, I don't know. Cause at the end he you know, was partying with, with them and whatever, but, um, I don't know. We'll we'll see. I just think that, like you said, not much I saw this week to change. Uh, I'm sticking
0: with them. Right. And I mean, well, the one thing I like is that they're not making it obvious. They're making it tough. Mm-hmm. And, and not that Armin was obvious. He wasn't obvious at all in season one. But looking back, you can see how they were setting it up and watching it, like I mentioned earlier, through that lens. I don't really see anyone who's having that kind of storyline. And again, not that they're necessarily going to do it the same way, but if you're looking for clues that you think there'll be some similarities of how season two goes, you know, when compared to season one, that I'm not seeing quite anything like that. Um, maybe Tanya and Greg or Portia and Greg, I mean, Portia had that comment at, at dinner, which we skipped over something about, um, Maybe I need to up my meds. And then there's nothing about that. Like meds for depression, meds for something more, you know, something more extreme. You know, so mm-hmm. if she goes off her meds or ups her meds and, and it goes wrong, could she freak out on on Greg? If she has a bad reaction to that. So that so there are definite clues towards some sort of conflict. But what they're doing a great job of is there's conflict everywhere all over yep. there's people clashing and, and butting heads that you don't really know where to turn every time you see a clue in in one pairing you see six more in in the others
1: yeah yeah it's uh i don't know it's it's uh it's harder to read for sure yeah
0: all right well any any closing thoughts before we sign off for episode 2
1: no i'm uh, i think this was a really great episode uh i really loved yeah pretty much the whole thing uh, i was it very engaging and I'm very excited to see what happens next week.
0: Yeah. This episode was, was terrific. Um, I hope the humor picks up or, or stays like this because the premiere was fine in that department. And this one was hysterical. Loved it. And yeah. we'll get Neil's thoughts on episode two next week. Um, And then hopefully he should be back. It was just a one week challenge. He should be, should be, should be home. Shout out
1: our boy. Neil. Very soon. To remember, yeah, we I hope he's recording back.
0: here actually, I think. Um, But we should have the, the full group back next week for episode three. And so make sure you're subscribed. Uh, Gnome Boys Pod, Apple Spotify, anywhere you listen. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Gnome Boys Pod. And for Just Dirk, this is Matt Hambage, and we'll see you all next week.